0: You are listening to episode 15 of the Less Stress, More Fun podcast. This one's called Big Dreams Meet Baby Steps. You are listening to the Less Stress, More Fun podcast. I'm your host, certified coach Lisa Schwaller. Each week, we talk about how you can rise above the stress of modern living so that you can focus your energy on what matters most. All right, let's get started. Hello, how are you today? As I'm recording this, the sun is starting to set and I'm getting the most beautiful colors. So behind my fence is kind of a wooded area and it's just a very enjoyable thing to to look out and it kind of makes me feel like we're having a conversation by sunset. So very mellow vibe here today. How are you enjoying this podcast series on decision-making and follow-through? I think the practices that I'm describing are essential to living a life that has less stress and more fun. In the last episode, we talked about stress-free decision-making and how to reduce the cognitive load or drag on your decision-making process. Today, we're going to take it to the next step. and. Talk about the practice of powerful decision making and applying it to the planning part or starting to learn the art of frickin' fabulous follow through. Frickin' fabulous follow through. Is that a good name for a scrappy startup run by Emma Roberts in a made for streaming TV movie? I mean, can you imagine it? Oh, yeah, me too. Oh, haha. Ha 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 tricked you. That was a sneaky teachable moment there. When we set big dreams, our mind can immediately turn to distraction. Remember what we learned about dopamine in the first podcast in this series. Dopamine is the future hormone. It's the thing in our brain that moves us forward in the world. So there's the dopamine moving us forward compared to the here and now hormones. And dopamine drives us to set goals. Wee! And low dopamine causes us to avoid taking action. And then there's kind of the here and now, you know, where it's, oh, things seem kind of scary and hard, and, you know, we probably can't, and, you know, I'd have to, uh, you know, when I think about it, no thanks, big goals. <sighs> And to paraphrase June's character from The Handmaid's Tale, what the actual what? Oh, Lisa, Lisa, focus, focus. With all these juicy distractions from the outside world and our inside world competing for our focus, what's a person to do? What is a person with big dreams going to do to fight this reality of our biology? Well, we start loving our biology without giving into it. That's how. I think what is incredible is how quickly science is accelerating and learning how we work and our understanding of how we work. And it's making, for one thing, as a life coach, it's the most exciting time to be doing this work because what we're learning about humans and how we operate and how we perform and why we do what we do is accelerating at an incredible pace. And I think it's important to remember that we're mammals. I know I talk a lot about this on the podcast that we are mammals and we are mammals with the ability to think about our thinking. And that's Where we really love our biology, but we can learn how not to necessarily give into it or to just let the hormones totally take over the show, right? So, there are three topics that I would like to cover today. And the first, as far as if you have big dreams and you want to break it down into baby steps, is to learn how to create a plan that works for you. The second is deciding in advance what success means for you or how you'll measure your results. And three, learn how to identify obstacles and strategies in advance before you even get started on the goal. It's so helpful to think about all the things that could get in your way. So are we ready? Ready. Number one. Topic number one is plan for your preferences. So this is something that, that comes up a lot when I work with people on on goals whatever the goal is whether it's related to improving their relationship or improving their health or improving their business it all really comes down to kind of the same obstacles that people encounter and i would say the first thing that you can do to take your big dream and break it down into baby steps is to understand how you prefer to work or put another way i mean sure you can try to transform your personality and try to make the goal happen or you can choose to keep your current personality and make the goal happen. I mean, I think it's time to get real here, right? I mean, as part of the reason you have the goal is to get a new and better personality. I mean, I think for some people they are. They're like, oh, in the pursuit of this goal, I'm going to come out the other side and air quote better person. And are you hoping that the person who achieves the goal is is actually a better better person a better more evolved more disciplined how do you even describe better i mean better is it's a concept that's subjective so i think one of the ways you can break down your big dream is to accept who you are and loving the person who's starting i find that when i plan for the person who shows up for day 1 of the goal plan everything goes so much better The analogy that I have for this is imagine a kid here in the U.S. and most places, kids are 15. When they get their driver's permit, they can get their license when they're 16. Now, imagine a 15, 16-year-old kid arriving to a driving school. And they're expected to have the athleticism and precision of a pro race car driver. Now, I think that's just an asshole move on the driving school's part, right? I mean, you wouldn't say to this kid who has little to no experience driving, "Welcome to NASCAR and or Formula One." You here's your race car. You know, suit up and and expect them to be doing high caliber maneuvers at super fast speeds. <laughs> However fast they go, when you are planning, break the plan into the smallest pieces possible. Baby steps. Build in celebrations. Work with timeframes that you prefer. Remember that the person who's doing day one of the goal plan is the day one person, not the day end person. The other thing I like to talk about is timeframes, right? Some people set goals for a year, some people set goals for a month, some people set goals for a week, some people like two week sprints, some people like to just do three days and roll a three day cycle. It doesn't matter what you choose. There is not a preferred option. The option that is preferred is the one that you'll do, the one that you'll stick with. So take a look at your preferences. Do you like working on bigger projects? Or do you want a teeny tiny project that you can knock on and go to the next thing? Along those same lines, let's move on to number two, which is deciding in advance what success means and how you'll measure results. So for you, what will success with your big dream or your big goal mean? Definitely look beyond the results that you might measure. And I mean also, look at what success would be like on day one. Is day one success just showing up and sticking to the plan for the full day? What is success like on day seven? If you're doing a longer-term goal, like a year-long goal, does success look different at the end of each month? And, you know, what are the signs that you're playing the game with all of your heart and that playing the game with all of your heart is actually worth it for you? So I'll give an example of this podcast. One of my dreams is this podcast. And when I started it, I really wanted to make sure I was making a commitment and I could keep the podcast going for the long haul. Success for the podcast right now is not measured in downloads or how many episodes I publish. For me, success is feeling like I'm increasingly comfortable with my technology, that the process is getting more streamlined progressively over time. And honestly, I think it's kind of fun to work in a pop culture reference, whether it's TV, movie, or song, and each fun for the fun of it. What would make a successful podcast for me is that I'm enjoying the process, that I'm having fun, that I'm looking forward to it, that I sit down every single time to this microphone, and I can't imagine being anywhere else while I'm recording. To me, that is a really successful podcast. It's so much more important than the results that I can measure. For me, the fun of taking baby steps has to outweigh the stress of overriding my desire. Because there are times where I'll look at, you know, the task is in my ClickUp. And I'll say, oh, I don't, you know, today and the leaf blower is going. And I'm like, oh, honey, you're going to have so much fun once you sit down to the mic. I just break everything down in tiny, tiny little pieces. I never ask myself to guess what the next step is, and I measure success as joy. Which leads me to the third thing when it comes to planning for and making decisions about obstacles and strategies and what to do about them in advance. The primary obstacle to your goal is you. It's your own brain. Which is fine. It's expected. It's normal. It's healthy. I mean, you kind of want a brain that's going to have this kind of dual system that's going on. One was the dopamine of like, yeah, let's create things. Let's go. Let's chase the reward. And the other part of the brain that's like, I don't know if that's really such a good idea. Maybe we should have a nap or, you know, just kind of otherwise not risk anything. So fine. Our brain is our primary obstacle. Most of us experience impatience, self-doubt. We allow ourselves to be influenced by other people, whether it's our partner, our boss, demanding things related to our kids. We have a lot of obstacles in our own thinking when it comes to bringing our big dream to life. Life is going to happen, and we're going to encounter obstacles to the goal. Either the things inside of us, all the feelings like we don't want to, or it's scary, or there's something more important, or being influenced by those external things. And remember, dopamine is not going to be wanting you to do the bummer work of taking action. It's the forward hormone, the future hormone. It wants you to be pursuing the shiny new object. But All of this is an opportunity to acknowledge and even love your body and your brain's design. But then you get the chance with your planning brain to choose something else. Because remember, we mammals have an advantage over other mammals, or frankly, you could see it as a disadvantage depending on your interpretation. We can think, and then we can think about our thinking, and we can think about our reactions to our thinking. We can pause and intervene with our thinking. It's really pretty sophisticated how many layers of activity there are in our brains. We react, we interpret, we respond, we observe, we observe ourselves, we observe others. It's really a sophisticated system. Remember that as you break your big, beautiful dream down into baby steps, you have to be on the lookout for how many tricks your mind will come up with to detour your best laid intentions what might come up list all that out just like you're doing your planning and it's so exciting yay i have a new goal and i'm going to get new outfits and i'm going to get new shiny planners and notebooks but also spend time saying all right what's everything that could go wrong what are all the ways that i'm going to try to talk myself out of this and and just prepare in advance for all that decide now how you want to handle it well, there you have it the three ways you can make your big dream come true by breaking it down into baby steps is first create a plan that works for you that works with your preferences and your working style decide what success means to you and how you're going to measure your results and then third is identifying any obstacles that may come your way and deciding in advance what strategies you'll use stress-free planning is more than choosing a goal choosing an action plan and getting all geared up i think bringing a playful approach to planning as well as the execution really reduces the stress and by that i really mean seeing the the journey of working on the goal, it's like you're going to visit the goal. <laughs> it's like you're taking a trip to visit yourself at the finish goal. And the trip should be the best part, not the goal, not the, the moment at the end when you've reached the goal. But how would life be like if you imagined the journey to the goal as being the very best part of it? make the dream small by breaking it into pieces, fun little pieces, things that are small dirt mounds to walk over instead of huge mountains to scale and climb. Are you ready for your homework this week? Your Coach Lisa homework is to think of your big dream or a a dream maybe you haven't really started planning. Now ask yourself what you could create in the next one week that would be proof that you are making your dream come true? And then even break that down into baby steps. Is there something you could do today that you could prove to yourself that you're on your journey to your big dream? What about tomorrow? Ask yourself how you could have fun in the process. Ask yourself the question, how could I have even more fun on the journey to the goal than actually getting the thing at the end. What would that be like for you? How much fun would that be? It's so fun to think of all the big dreams that all of you might have in your mind as you listen to this. And I'd love to hear feedback on how this episode maybe helped you think about planning for, and traveling to your goal in a different way. All right, until next time. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying what you're learning, I'd love to have you as a member of the Less Stress, More Fun community on Facebook. Join me there to continue the conversation from the podcast. Plus, you'll get access to things I share only with community members.